So summer is pretty much over, right? School is starting. My daughter, who's been homeschooled for the last six years, is uh, going to public school this year. So I'm a little nervous right now. So please be praying for her. Uh, no, it's going to be great. And uh, anyways, I know a lot of you are starting this week. Liberty starts on Wednesday, I think. And how many of you have actually already started school? Mr. Lawrence has. Anybody else? Any other teachers already started? Got your all rooms all ready to go, right? All right. Well, today... Um, we're going to be talking about Well Done Part 2. Uh, first of all, uh, my name is uh, Pastor John Peterson. If you are a guest with us today, we are so glad that you're here. Um, pastor Bill Brown, our lead pastor, has been on uh, staycation. And uh, last week we prayed for him because he had like a really bad case of poison ivy. But he's doing much, much better today. And they're here. So it's good to see Pastor Bill and Valerie and family with us today. And so, uh, anyway, so he's been gone all week, and so I had an opportunity to, to speak again. And so we're going to be doing Well Done Part 2. And uh, if you were here with us last week, um, you know that we talked a little bit about uh, the word well done or the phrase well done has, has two meanings. It probably has more than that. But the two we, we focused on, the one we focused on last week was, you ever just been like, just well done, you're over it, you're done, you've overcooked, that kind of thing? We've all been there. We've all had that opportunity to experience uh, stress and strife and turbulence in our life. And it is warm in here because I'm getting the fan motion. So if anybody would like to take care of that for me, that'd be awesome. Um, anyways, we talked about that and we talked about uh, Job. Job was a guy who uh, faced a lot of tribulation and trial. And, uh, and, and yet, in the midst of all that, even though he lost everything, he was struck with sores and everybody just said, hey, just curse God and die. You know, let it just just do it. And he was like, nope, I'm not going to do that. And, and because of his faithfulness, uh, God blessed him beyond his wildest dreams. And so um, we talked about how God is in control and uh, and how that he's always with us no matter what. So whatever you're facing, whatever you are over with, done with. Remember the Evangel College steak analogy? Yeah, if you've had that, you've been chewing on that for the last, you know, few months, uh, swallow it or spit it out, okay? But you can be done with it because God is in control and he cares about us no matter what we are going through. And so today we're going to be talking about uh, the other definition of well done. And what I mean by this is like, good job, way to go. You rock, that kind of thing, right? And everybody likes to hear that. Everybody likes to hear, hey, way to go, man. You're awesome. Um, good job. Good job on everything that you do. Um, we like to hear that. Um, do we have any uh, achievement award winners in here? Like, remember when you were in school and you got an achievement award for something? Anybody? Or maybe at your work, you've gotten like a promotion or you've gotten like a, 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 like a, a bonus or something. That's nice, right? It's nice to be recognized for a job well done, isn't it? It's nice when people say things like, way to go, man. You're awesome. Here's a little certificate and a $5 Starbucks card. Woohoo! Right? You can buy half of a drink with that. Um, anyways, but it's, it's nice. It's nice to hear compliments from time to time, whether it's from our job, uh, from our spouse, um, at school, from our parents, our kids, wherever. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. So let's pray, and then uh, we will dig a little deeper into this thought. 
Heavenly Father, we come before you again this morning, and we thank you so much for the opportunity that we have already had to be here together as family, as friends, maybe as total strangers. Um, God, you are awesome, and you are in this place. And so uh, we thank you that we got to worship you this morning with our voices and with our instruments. We thank you that we got to worship you with our giving. We thank you that we got to come before you and, and, and lift our teachers and our students to you and ask that you would just bless them. Uh, throughout this school year and and keep your hand upon them. And God, now as we get ready to jump into your word, Lord, I pray that each one of us would just open our ears and our hearts to hear and receive whatever it is that you want to tell us today. God, we trust in you in everything in our lives. And so God, today as as we talk about um, hearing those words, well done, um, I pray, Lord, that someday we would hear that from you. God, I pray that Someday, maybe those that are in this room who have not heard those words in a long time will be encouraged uh, to do something different or to try something different. God, whatever it is, I pray that everything that we do today would be about drawing us closer to you. Lord, I pray that we would walk out of this place completely changed because we were in the presence of the Almighty God. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so uh, someday this will all be gone. You'll be gone, right? Someday we're all going to be changed somehow, some way. We're either going to die or Jesus is going to come. Someday we're all going to be living in eternity, right? And we're either going to be living in complete and utter surroundedness, which isn't a word, I just made it up, uh, of God's presence, right? We're going to be surrounded by his presence. We're either going to be in his presence or, or we're not. And, and, and obviously, we should all hope and pray and live our life in a way that is pleasing to him and, and trust in him and love him and accept him and all those things. Um, and, and the thing is, we all want to hear the words, well done, someday from God, right? Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the kingdom, right? We want to hear that, right? Um, but you know what? Although that goal is awesome and beyond my little finite mind, we have a job to do, a responsibility to do right now, to be able to live our life in a way and to do the things that God has called us to do in a way where he can say well done to us now, not some day down the road when we're already in his presence. We're always in his presence anyways, right? But when we're ultimately in his presence, we're done here. If we hear that, that's great. But we should be able to hear those things now, too. And not to, uh, to build us up with, you know, be full of pride or anything like that, but to encourage us that the things that we're trying to do for him are the right things. The things that we're trying to do for others is, is you know, God sees those things. Now, he may not, you know, physically reach down and pat you on the back and say, good job, right? But in our spirit, we know that if we're doing the things that God has called us to do, uh, then we get to uh, experience that pleasure that we know is pleasing to him as well. Yesterday, we uh, had um, an opportunity, some of you are here, uh, called Summit Rubicon. And we talked about Rubicons in your life where you have things that God has laid out before you. And sometimes they're not things necessarily that God has even laid out before you. They're just decisions that you have to make. They're, they're obstacles maybe that are in your way that you have to, to jump across or to go across to get to something that God has called you to do. 
It's a decision, basically, is what it is. A decision to do something that you know you're supposed to do. And, uh, and we talked about those things. We talked about, you know, how to, um, to, to take the steps that, that you need to take to, to do those things. And sometimes, you know, they might be really big things. They might be really big Rubicons. They might be things that, you know, blow your mind. But they might be really little things, too, from time to time. I think about, like, uh, you know, you look at... You look at streams. And most of us can just, you know, jump across or walk across a little stream. And then I think of driving over the bridge that, you know, the Missouri River Bridge, whichever bridge you choose to drive over. uh, That's a pretty wide bridge and a pretty wide river. It's not something that you're just going to like take a little step and be on the other side, right? It's a little bit bigger. And so in our life, we have these little tributaries, these little Rubicons, but we also have a lot of really big ones too. And we, in, in all those things, when we follow God and we ask him to help us with those things, um, without him, it's hard to pass or to cross into those Rubicons sometimes, but God is always faithful and God is good. And so, um, you know, going back to, to this whole thing of, of hearing, uh, Hearing God say, you know, well done, like right now, like because of the things that we're doing, um, that's, that's really cool. And, uh, you know, especially if we call ourselves a follower of Jesus, we should be always on the lookout for things that he wants us to do. We should always be on the lookout for those Rubicons to cross, to do the things that God has called us uh, into doing. Um, let's take a look at uh, today's key passage. Um, we're going to be looking at uh, Matthew uh, chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. If you have a Bible, you can look at that, or you can just look up here on the screen. It says, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So, salt and light. Some of us really, really like salt. Some of us like salt too much. Some of us don't like salt at all. Some of us can't have salt because we've used too much of it and now our insides are messed up and we are not allowed to use it, right? But what does salt do? What does salt do? It enhances the flavor, right? It enhances what's already there, the flavor that's already there. And what we are called to be as, as followers of Jesus is, is salt. And if we're called to be salt, then we should be the, the best salt you can find, right? Like Himalayan pink salt or something. I don't know. I don't know what the best salt is. I just know that we have that at our house sometimes. And we have gray salt sometimes. I don't know. I don't know what happened to the little Morton girl, you know, but apparently she's not really real salt. She's salty, though. Anyways, I digress. Um, Salt. It enhances the flavor. We're called to be that. We are called, as, as Christians, we are called to be salt in this world. And what does that mean? Is the presence of God here? Yes? Okay. Is the presence of God in your life? Then enhance it. Be salt. Enhance what God is already doing in you. 
by being salt, by, by allowing him to uh, use you for the sake of others. There's a lot of people out there that are lost. There's a lot of people out there that are tasting a lot of different things in this world to see what's good. If you're salt and you use just the right amount and you're the good salt, then people will taste that and they will see that in you. Be the salt of this world. That's one of the things that we can do and do well. Another thing is light. We're the light of the world. Jesus is the ultimate light of the world, obviously. He's not physically like standing in this room. He's here. He's in us. He's amongst us. But physically, as a, as a person, he's not standing right here. But he's still the light of the world. But he uses us as his lighthouses. Think about it this way. You think about the sun, right? Or you think about the, think about the, the moon for a second. Okay? You've got the moon, which is a really bright... When it's full, it's a big, bright light in the sky, right? And it helps you. Sometimes when it's really full and really bright, you can like actually sit outside and read a book on the patio. That's pretty nice, right? And then there's all these little stars that are also light. That's kind of like him and us. He's that big, bright light, and we're the little lights. But we're light of the world. We are to be a light that turns people towards Jesus. And so if we're going to be that light, we should do it well. So let your light shine. It talks about good works in there. Like in verse 14, it says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works. Like what? What kind of good works are we talking about here? What does that mean, to do good works? Is that the only thing that we should do, is have just works? Of course not. If we just do good things, there's a lot of people out there that don't follow Jesus, who don't even believe in God, who do good things, right? But as a follower of Jesus, we're supposed to do good works. What are those good works? What could they possibly be? Um, There's a lot of different uh, things that we could do. Um, Just a couple of examples. Um, For one, Luke 10, 27, love God and love others. Right? Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Loving people, loving God. That's one thing that we can do to be a light. That's one good work that we can do. Another one, Colossians uh, 3.23 says, uh, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Everything that you do, whatever you work. Yeah, you have bosses, you have supervisors. Unless you're self-employed and you're your own boss. But even then, you, you still have bosses. You have your clients. I mean, if you don't have customers or clients, people that you're serving, uh, you know, so you're really not the boss. But as a believer, as a follower of Jesus, um, work heartily as to the Lord, not to, towards men, right? The things that you do in your business should be pleasing to God. So if you're cheating people or you're cutting corners, that's not to God, right? God doesn't want us to cheat or to cut corners on things, right? So we should do the things that God has called us to do and do them well. There's a story that, uh, that comes to my mind, um, which it's a parable, and I'm sure a lot of you have, have, are familiar with it. Uh, it comes from Matthew also. It's the, uh, the parable of the talents. 
You guys know what I'm talking about? The parable of the talents? Um, If you don't know what I'm talking about, then uh, let's watch this, and that'll give a little bit better example of what this is. Once upon a time, there was a man about to go on a journey. This is a story Jesus told called a parable. This man had three servants. Before he left for his trip, he called them to watch over his money. To one, he gave five bags of gold. Uh To another, he gave two bags. Yahoo! And to another, he gave one bag. After he did this, the master left on his journey. The man who'd received five bags of gold immediately put his money to work, gaining five more. The one with two bags did the same and gained two more. But the man who had received the one bag of gold left, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master returned to collect his money. The man who had received five bags of gold returned his gold first. Master, you've entrusted me with five bags of gold, and I've gained five more. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. Now, I will put you in charge of many things. The man who was given two bags came next. Master, you've entrusted me with two bags of gold, and I've gained two more. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. Now, I will put you in charge of many things. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, I was afraid I'd disappoint you, so I buried your gold. Here it is back. You wicked and lazy servant. You should have put my money in the bank so I'd at least get interest back. I'm sorry, my servant, but you were fired. We have no use for you here. As I've said before, whoever is faithful with a little will be trusted with a lot. You were not faithful with a little, so I cannot trust you anymore. This was the parable of the bags of gold. We must all be faithful with what God has given us, because it all belongs to Him. If you do that, you will surely be blessed. And being blessed by God is the greatest it can get. The end. All right. So now that we've had our kids' church this morning. So the parable of the talents. This guy, he's got money. He's going to go on a, he's going on a vacation. He's going away. He's going on some trip somewhere. He gives the gold, the talents to his servants. And he gives one guy a certain amount, another guy a certain amount, another guy one, right? And so when he leaves, uh, these guys all have a decision to make. Okay, what am I going to do with this money? Well, the two that were given five and two, they went and they put it to work, right? And they gained money. They obviously didn't work in this economy. (laughs) I'm kidding. No, it's much better right now. Uh, Anyways, um, but the guy that had one, he was scared. He was afraid to take what was given to him and do something with it. So he just dug a hole and he buried it and waited till the guy got back. So he could at least give that back to him, right? Which, you know, okay, that's fine, I guess. But when the master comes back and he's like, hey, you know, how about my money? Where's it at? And these guys that, you know, doubled it, uh, they were rewarded and, and they were, you know, praised. And they were saying, you know, the guy said, job well done. Way to go. You're awesome. And then the guy who hit it, he's like, you wicked and lazy dude, right? What'd you do? You didn't do anything with it. I gave you something to do something with it, and you did nothing with it. And how does that apply to us? 
What has God given you? God's given you gifts. He's given you abilities. He's given you, you know, stuff. Use those things to increase what he's given you. If we just take the talents that God has given us and we bury them and we never use them, then how can God use us? How can you be salt and light if you never get shaken out of the dispenser? How can you be light if you hide yourself under a bush? Oh, no. Right? If you never point people towards Jesus... Are you pointing them away from Jesus? I mean, according to what this guy said here, you evil and wicked servant, or you wicked and lazy servant, you know. If you never let people taste Jesus through your actions and your good works and your life, are you denying somebody an eternity in God's presence? Jesus told this story to encourage and challenge us to use the things that he's given us and to use them well, to do a job well. At your job, wherever you work, maybe you love your job and maybe you hate your job. I don't know. But I hope that wherever you work, even if you hate your job, that you do your job well. Why? Because right now, maybe that's what God put in your lap for a while, for a season. And if that's the case, then do that job well. Let people see that you are different than the people around you. Let people taste and see that God is good. Let people taste the salt and see the light that's inside of you for Jesus. And if you do a job well... Not only will your boss say, man, good job. But God is saying, good job. And guess what? When you do a good job with a little, he gives you more. And I'm not talking about money here, okay? Um, Yeah, we could go into a whole thing about that. But that's a completely different sermon. And we're not talking about that. What I'm talking about is that responsibility and things that God puts in your life. If you are good and you do those things well, God will give you more, more responsibility. Some of you are like, I don't want any more responsibility. I got enough. But you know what? If it's from God, then it's going to be an encouraging and a blessing to others around you. And so take it and accept it. Say, yeah, I'll do that. For the guy that buried it and just said, okay, when he comes back, I'll just give it back to him. If that's you, I encourage you and I challenge you today. I encourage you and challenge myself too in this. Use the gifts and the talents and the abilities that God has given you to do your job well. Whatever that job may be. Do it well. Don't bury your talents. We want to know that we're doing a job well. And uh, and, and the only way that we can truly know that we are doing a job well is if we actually give it our best. If you are just kind of going with emotions and doing it halfway, then obviously... 
the whole well done thing is being compromised. So do it well. The key to doing a job well done or serving God and others is, uh, is not necessarily doing something big once. But it's being faithful in the things that you do. Like the guy that was given the one talent. If he would have done something with that, he would have heard, job well done. The guy that got the five, the guy that got the two, they heard job well done. But that's because they did something with it. Oftentimes, and I, I mentioned this a little while ago, oftentimes we, we, uh, we have dreams or we have visions or we have aspirations or expectations that God is going to use us in some gigantic way because we hold ourselves higher than maybe we really are. Here's the thing. There's a lot of little things that God can use you and wants to use you in now. The big things may come and they may not. God might just have a lot of little things in store for you throughout your life. And if that's the case, do them well. If God puts a big Rubicon in front of you, do it well. Music is a powerful tool. Would you guys agree? Do you feel like it changes your emotions, right? Like if you're having a really bad day and then you turn on the radio in your car and you hear an uplifting fun song uh it makes you happier right it kind of lifts your spirits a little bit if you're having a really bad day and you get in your car and you turn on the radio and it's black flag if anybody knows who i'm talking about might be a little depressing. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Everybody's taste is different. So some people are like, no, that would be awesome for me. I would love that, right? It would pump you up and get you jazzed, right? And that's, that's up to you. It's all different. But here's the thing. Music changes our emotion. Music can uh, stir things up in us to make us think and ponder and wonder, right? And so last Sunday, I was on my way to church. Um, and the, I, I normally don't play the radio, um, except for talk radio usually. But I turned the radio on. And, uh, and this song came on. And at first I was like, okay, well, is this going to be cheesy or is this going to be good? I don't know. And so I prayed about it and I felt like God said, go ahead, go for it. And so um, we're going to play a song here in just a second. And for those of you that are dreaming big and you feel like nothing's happening, you feel like, man, why am I not the president? Or, man, how come, like, my whole classroom didn't get saved last year? Or, man, how come I don't make a million bucks? Or, man, how come I didn't get that promotion and I should be, like, you know, the CEO of my company now? There's little things that God can use you in. Being a good parent, being a good friend, being a good listener. Cleaning the church well. I mean, seriously, whatever it is that God calls you to do, do it well. Whether you're a mailman or a horticulturist or a lawyer or a nurse or whatever it is that you do, do it well. So let's check out this song. And it reminds us that we don't always have to dream huge, dream small. 
It's a mama singing songs about the Lord. It's a daddy spending family time. The world says he cannot afford. These simple moments change the world. It's a pastor at a tiny little church. Forty years of loving on the broken and the hurt. These simple moments change the world. Don't buy the love, you've got to do it all. Just let Jesus use you where you are. One day at a time, live well. Loving God and others as yourself. Find little ways where only you can help. With His great love, a tiny rock can make a giant fall. Dream small. special needs These simple moments change the world Of course there's nothing wrong with bigger dreams Just don't miss the minutes on your way to bigger things No, cause these simple moments change the world So dream small Don't buy the lie You've gotta do it all Dream small. Keep loving, keep serving, keep listening, keep learning, keep praying, keep hoping, keep seeking, keep searching. Add up the small things and watch them grow bigger. The God who does all things makes oceans from rivers. I heard that song last week and it spoke to me and it said, John, you don't have to do all these huge things that you think you have to accomplish in this life. There's a lot of little things that I want you to do. Like high-fiving your neighbor and telling him about Jesus. Like being a light in this world and not letting darkness into me or my family. Or saying hello to the lonely person in the cafeteria at work. 
Or just telling your boss, hey, I appreciate you. Bill, I appreciate you. I do. There's a lot of small things that matter in this life. A tiny rock can make a giant fall. And oceans are created by just tiny rivers. So whatever it is that God's calling you to do, whatever Rubicons God is calling you to cross, don't trip over the small ones looking for the big ones. If God gave you five talents, use those five talents and double them. If God gave you two talents, double them. If God gave you one talent, double it. Everybody in this room can do something. Something. So don't bury it. Use it. And this isn't a, a, a pitch to get you guys to serve at church. I'm talking about outside the walls of this place. We have lots of volunteers here. And if you want to get plugged in, go for it. That's fine. But what I'm challenging all of us to do is to do stuff outside of these walls. Not just when we do a DC wow. But with your family, with your friends, with your coworkers. Dream small. But do big and do well. As we uh, close up today, um, my hope for all of us is that we walk out of here encouraged. Encouraged to do and use the things that God has blessed you with. My hope is that we'll walk out of this place and next week or on Facebook throughout this week, we'll hear little stories or see little snippets of things that people have done. I think about VBS that we had a couple of weeks ago where six kids accepted Jesus. That's huge. That's awesome. And our kids raised money to buy mattresses for kids in Mexico at an orphanage. Doesn't seem like a big deal, right? But it's a big deal. Four kids who didn't have a bed are now going to have a bed. Not going to be sleeping on the floor anymore. The people that came to Summit Rubicon yesterday. Hopefully, they'll take what they experienced yesterday and start crossing into some things that God has called them to do. Instead of being afraid. Last week, we talked about fear a lot, right? That kind of came up as a theme of of everything, even the worship. But you know what? We don't have to fear anything because God is with us. When Job lost it all, was he afraid? I don't think he was afraid. I think he was a little like, what did I do? You know, but he trusted God and God blessed him beyond his wildest dreams. So whatever God is calling you to do, whatever God has blessed you with, use it. Whatever job God has called you into for this season in your life, do it well. Let's pray. God, we love you so much. And I thank you, God, for your word today that we 
as followers of you, are supposed to be salt and light. And so I pray, God, that we would actually do that. If we are not doing that now, Lord, forgive us. God, forgive me for being lazy sometimes and not listening and not doing the things that you are telling me to do. I ask you to forgive me for that right now. God, there's a lot of small things that you call us to day after day after day. And a lot of times we ignore those because we think, oh, God's going to do something big in me. And he will. But God, we have to prove to you that we can do the small things first. So Lord, I pray that this week you would put a ton of small things in front of each and every one of us in this room. And that, God, we would not have fear, but that we would be empowered by you to do that. If it's given an extra tip to the waiter or waitress, if it's encouraging a coworker, if it's high-fiving a student in the hallway that nobody ever talks to, Whatever it is, let us keep our eyes open and watch for those things that you put before us. And God, as we do that and we're faithful in that, we know that you'll give us more, more responsibility. And I pray that we would embrace that with excitement to do bigger things for you. God, if every person on this planet who calls you their Lord and Savior would just do the small things. We could change the world. So God, help us to do that. Help us to do our job well so that we can hear well done from you in the future, but we can also hear well done from you today. In Jesus' name, amen.